fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. What a day it has been. Welcome into The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, and live streaming. Plus, we have the podcast after the show each and every day as well. Great to have you along for a post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. Don't you forget it. We have a lot to get to today. We are broadcasting all over our social media, so make sure to check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, also on the Minds.com parlor, not up right now, but you can find all of us at Hoosier Reason on all these social media, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. We do have the stream up there as well. It's a big day today. Now, I have a question for you, and it's a very serious question. Do you think we're getting a little weak? Do you think we're getting a little bit soft? No, I'm not talking about me, although I could kind of lose a little bit of the... Uh, love handles just <laughs> throwing it out there but i'm talking about society are we getting soft are we getting weak kind of an interesting topic and i want to get to that here in just a little bit we have some big news of course jeff bezos the head of uh, amazon he is officially stepping down by the third quarter of this year so why we'll talk about that here in just a minute plus the latest executive orders and bills from uh, joe biden mr el presidente trying to uh, pass his nice little agenda on day number whatever it is with his executive orders and the whatever executive order number this actually. I think he's going on 50 now. I think he's coming up on 50 executive orders. So uh, there is that. We'll get to that here in just a minute as well. Plus, I'm excited about Troy Anderson. He is the co-author of The Military's Guide to Armageddon. Now, if you remember a few months ago, we talked with U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David Giamona. He was the other author of The Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for the End Times. So we'll talk with the other author of the book, Troy Anderson, at the bottom of the hour. Looking forward to chatting with him here in just a little bit. So we have a lot to get to today. And I want to try, as we do, we try to cram as much of it possibly into a one-hour program as we can. But I want to start off with this. Do you think that as society we are getting soft? And I want to explain what I mean. When it comes to maybe preparing for disasters, if you prepare for a disaster, stock up a little bit too much food, you get a freezer in your in your house, you try and stock that up, you try and live maybe off the grid or you have a generator or you stock up on firearms, then you're usually considered now a conspiracy theorist or a doomsday prepper. That's usually what that means nowadays, is you're a doomsday prepper, you're probably a little off there, you don't trust the government, you don't trust other people, and people look at you a little bit funny in today's society if you end up thinking in that manner, which uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think everybody should. Uh, here in Kansas, at least, we used to have, when former Governor Brownback, who was working in the Trump administration for a while, for the, i got to remember his title, it was the International ambassador for religious freedoms he worked with the united nations he was kind of the ambassador for religious freedoms a great individual former kansas governor here he used to do what they called the zombie preparedness month every october which was really just a push for the state government to try and emphasize people to try and be prepared if there's a tornado if there's a power outage if there's a massive storm that goes through if there's a flood if there's a dust storm if something tragic happens are you prepared and that kind of goes along with the whole end of times military guide that we're going to talk about at the end of the at the bottom of the hour too. But when it comes to just being prepared in general, are you prepared physically? Are you prepared? 
mentally, spiritually, are you prepared for all of these things in case whatever, maybe it's the government, maybe it's the crash of the dollar, maybe it's just a natural disaster you can't do anything about. Apparently, according to AOC and the other types, the climate change and the global warming has caused more of those natural disasters to the point to where it should be happening all the time. Now, what they do is they like to play the victim and they like to say, government, please save us from these natural disasters because we can't survive these things and we're just precious little innocent snowflakes. So please treat and take care of us, FEMA. Please take care of us, government, because you need to do something about it. We'll give up our rights. We'll give up our liberties. We'll give up all of our assets and all of our money to give you to give to the Paris Climate Accord or the United Nations or somebody else who can fix these issues because then they'll all just go away if we just give them money and all of our livelihoods and we swear our souls away to the federal government or to the United Nations or to whoever. So have we become soft to become just prepared ourselves? I want to take it to a step further. When it comes to traumatic events, I understand that mental health is a serious issue in this nation right now. There are like 80%, 75, 80% of people that are on some form of pills, prescription medicines, narcotics, something. It's ridiculous how many people are on pills that you take a pill every single day. No, I'm not just talking about vitamins. I take supplements. I take vitamins every day. But like pills outside of that from big pharma, pharmaceuticals that people take every single day. Mental health is a serious issue. Bullying, social media bullying is a serious issue that we have to deal with every single day. The list goes on and on and on. But trauma, how can we handle trauma? Nowadays, you're a victim. You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to worry about dealing with trauma. You don't need to worry about uh, processing it or being able to cope with it. You just need to go to a shrink. You're just a victim. And it's society's fault because, again, according to the left, you're just an innocent little victim. Here's what I mean. And I know this is kind of a long intro up to the point that I want to make. AOC is really milking this whole protest thing out of Washington, D.C. from a few weeks ago on January 6th. She's really milking it. Now she refuses to work with half of the Republicans. Anybody that challenged the Electoral College in Washington, D.C., they are now part of the problem. She's advocated for them to be expelled, to be investigated on, to see if they were ones that incited the violence that happened in Washington, D.C., the mostly peaceful protests in Washington, D.C. Now, I know she's the low-hanging fruit, and she's very easy to pick on because she's not the brightest crayon in the box. But still, this is really a generalization of a lot of, unfortunately, my generation and how they view a lot of issues, which is why they don't care for Second Amendment rights because guns scare them a whole lot. So what better way to stop gun violence is to just take the guns away and they'll magically go away. If you just talk about uh, talk about the issues that you have with maybe bullying, then it'll just magically go away. We just need to have a conversation with the bully and let them understand that it hurts other people's feelings. Then they'll just understand, we'll really connect with it, and then everything will be hunky-dory. That's their mindset because she's really trying to milk it. She's advocated for the expulsion of Ted Cruz out of the Senate and refused to work with him on certain issues because, well, he tried to get her killed after the protest or during the protest because he incited it. He encouraged the protesters. He tried to get AOC killed. I know. So there is that. So now three weeks, what is it, three, four weeks, almost a month later. It's uh, February 2nd. It happened on January 6th. Almost a month later, she releases a video and hat tip to Dan Bongino, actually, for having this audio. Now, it's about four minutes long. I don't know that I can stand listening to her voice for four minutes before I scratch my ears out. But we're going to play some of this. And I want to ask you the question, have we become soft in society? These yells of these men or just this a man. 
just one man going, where is she? Where is she? I start to look through the door hinge to see if I can see anything. And there's like a door here and there's like another door here. So I'm like, I'm like trying to look through two door hinges. Um, and so I look through this door hinge and I see this um, white man in a black beanie. Oh my. Um, bump, just like open the door of my personal office and come inside the personal office oh. and yell again, where is she? Um, and I have never been quieter in my entire life. I was just, I, I don't even know if I held my breath, but I was just, you know, here behind there and I just start sliding down. Um, Let's stop right there for a second, shall we? She's talking about this as if it's like a poetic story. I hid behind the door. I peeked through the crack of the doors I hid behind it. A white man with the black hat came in. Where is she? I was never quieter. I didn't even breathe. I think I slid down just a little bit. Like, why the dramatics here? Can't you just say, I was scared, I hid behind my door, and someone came in barging at me. Not sure who this guy was. He barged in, he's screaming, where is she? I don't know where, I don't know who this guy is. I was really scared, and I just tried to be as quiet as I could because I didn't know what was going on. You know, it's so dramatic. So dramatic. Again, probably just a part of my generation and the dramatization that we like to have in society, apparently. And then all of a sudden, I hear my staffer, G, yell out. Um, and he's, he's like, hey, 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 it's okay. Come out. Come out. So I'm like, I don't know, so deeply rattled. I'm still processing the end of my life. <laughs> All right. I can't deal anymore. I'm still processing the end of my life. Now, come to find out it was an officer. He was looking for her to get her to the safe area when the protests actually began. And she talks about the hostile, volatile situation that she was in with a white cop wearing a black beanie coming in very aggressively and trying to get her to safety. Now, apparently she's been very sheltered in her entire life because if there's an emergency situation, you're not going to be knocking on the door. Can I come in? There's a big protest coming in. It might come and get you. You barge Where is she? Let's get her to safety. We got to go right now if that's the situation. So, yeah, you know what? He's going to be in kind of a haste. Can I come in, please? Uh, excuse me, Miss Ocasio-Cortez. Can I take you to safety now? I'm a police officer. I mean, you got to treat these individuals like they're 10 years old. Now, they act like they're 10 years old, especially when they don't get what they want politically because they're like the children in the candy store, throwing them, throwing their temper tantrum, flailing on the ground and crying like the little snowflakes that they actually are. And AOC is the ultimate epitome of that. But her exaggerations of all of these things. So now she's going after the police because, remember, she supports the Black Lives Matter movement. She supports the Antifa movement to where black li to where the violent protests are the worst thing in the uh, total world. I mean, I mean, cops are. So the movement's great. They love the protests. They love the anarchy. They love the violence. Those are all good things because cops are bad and cops are evil. So she's trying to demonize the cop as she's demonized the Republicans over the last couple of weeks already. But have we become soft? Because playing that much of a victim and playing this out, I know it's political, but playing this out for so long, come on, grow up, grow up.
Now, I got an email after all this happened and said, Andy, what's your takeaway with this in comparison to like what you went through with being through a school shooting? As many of you know, you know, my senior year of high school, I went through a school shooting and a friend of mine ended up passing away and it was very unfortunate and it was sad. And it still weighs on me once in a while and it's kind of tough. At the same time, we were children, children. And even then. I said, wow, you know, this is kind of a messed up situation. But you And they told us to kind of hide under the desk. I don't like hiding under the desk. They told us to turn off the lights in the, in the classroom. I didn't like turning off the lights in the classroom. Even then, I was like, this isn't the way that we should be handling something like this. We should just be dealing with it and moving forward. But uh, she's now 30 plus, whatever her age is, as a precious millennial. And she can't deal with a protest where, you know what, yeah, there was some violence and there was a concern, so let's get you to safety. But to drag this out and play it this long is a little crazy. To be traumatized for this long, staffers, I mean, we saw the news stories, the staffers that are just traumatized, that are just hard and having just a difficult time being in their offices, doing their job, answering phone calls, answering emails, just going about their daily business knowing that they were unprotected and that protest could come and get them at any moment. I'm still waiting, by the way, for the dramatization of the private business owners that tried to start a business, put all their livelihood into the business, and then Black Lives Matter said, no, we don't like you because you're privileged and was able to start a business, so we're going to drag you in the street, we're going to beat you to a pulp, we're going to steal your cash register, steal all of your inventory because we feel justified in doing so. Something, by the way, that AOC supported because she tweeted out that protests need to make people feel uncomfortable. Now, she's the victim. And none of that's okay now, right? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, plus the live streaming, podcasting after the show as well. We appreciate you on a post-Monday celebration. So, AOC, I know. now look, I don't want to be misinterpreted here. If individuals have been extremely traumatized with uh, PTSD or something, then obviously there's a serious issue. There's a lot of people that unfortunately struggle with that sort of thing, and we need to address it. However... My question was, do you think that we become soft or weak in society because of events like this where we're not prepared for them? I mean, the thing that gets me is that we have rushing kids at like the age of six that can know how to completely dismantle a firearm, clean it, and and put it back together blindfolded while we're here being scared and calling the cops in college because a balloon popped and we thought that it was a gun firing off. Then we have a protest where you're right, it was a unfortunate event with the violent ones that went into the into the Capitol to want to do harm and get these individuals. And now we're traumatized three weeks later about how I almost died. Give me a break. Give me a break. You're an elected official. Now, again, I, I tried to relate it to the event of my school shooting where, yeah, you know, it was a very traumatic event. And I remember that and I'll never forget that day. And it was a good friend that passed away, unfortunately, my senior year of high school. And it was a very long day. Well, we sat in a classroom with the doors locked and the lights off. Then we got escorted to the gymnasium in the other building, and we saw all the SWAT guys. And it was not that wasn't very traumatizing to me. Really, the only traumatizing part of the entire situation was that there was a sick individual doing really sick, stupid things, and that one of my friends passed away. And that's about all you can take away from that. It was a random act. The dude had written like an 18-page suicide letter, so he knew what he was doing. He drove 45 minutes out of his way to do it, and he went with there with intent to do harm. And when someone's that adamant to do something stupid, there's really not a whole lot that you can do about that. You just kind of have to roll with it. But at the same time, uh, I mean, she's traumatized of this event when people go through this stuff every day. Look at the number of shootings that happen in Chicago every single weekend. They have to deal with someone potentially breaking into their store. They have to deal with sitting on their floor in their apartment because if the bullets start flying, then they're on the floor already and they don't have to try and get down because it's too dangerous. That's the kind of garbage that we have to deal with and that AOC seems to be completely traumatized by something like that and that now she's blaming the cop because she's against cops. She really just hates the police. She supported the Antifa movement. She supported the Black Lives Matter movement. She uh, just thinks that cops are completely evil. And now she's trying to demonize the cop that came in to save her. Apparently, she's never been in a situation where it causes for emergency when he's running in. Hey, where is she? We got to get her. We got to get her into safety. We got to do something here. What's going on? And she's like, oh, he was so volatile and so hostile. So hostile. I can't believe it. Ah, That's unfortunate. Let's see what's trending today. What do you say? What's trending today? So the big news that just broke by CNBC just a little bit ago was Jeff Bezos, the head of Amazon, is set to step down from being CEO of Amazon in quarter number three. Kind of interesting timing there. Now, according to CNBC, is that Bezos said that he wants to stay engaged in many of the Amazon projects, but he wants more time to focus on the Bezos Earth Fund. No idea what that is. The Blue Origin Spaceship Company. (laughs) <laughs> and the Washington Post and the Amazon Day One Fund. Now, I don't know any of those things. However, the Blue Origin Spaceship Company kind of sticks out to me as interesting. I'm guessing here, just throwing this out as speculation, is that he's getting probably a little jelly about uh, Elon Musk with uh, Tesla 
going off and just doing his own things and starting his own Space One mission to Mars and and doing the car thing and starting a social... I've heard a rumor, by the way, that he's starting a media company with Donald Trump, social media company, uh, satellite-wise, so that way they can't actually take it off with some of the larger uh, uh, servers that don't like, you know, per se, like Parler and some of those other ones that are favorable to conservatives where we're spreading false information. So I don't know what the plans are there, but my guess is that Jeff Bezos is getting a little jealous about all the success from Elon Musk and wants to branch out and do other ventures. So the new guy, Andrew Jassy, has been Amazon's web services cloud team uh, since 1997 when it actually began. He'll be taking over as the head of Amazon in quarter number three. Interesting timing with everything going on in the markets right now as well. We'll see how this kind of unfolds. More coming up after the bottom of the hour. Stay here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio TV plus the live streaming we have going on each and every day. You can follow us on the social media at Hoosier Reason on the website at HoosierReason.com. Appreciate you as we try to cram that 10 pounds reason into that 5 pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Because why? It's just what we do. So as we picked on AOC, which is like one of my most favorite things to do in the whole wide world, I I'd still, we have it on hold all the time. We got to play the favorite clip. I am told this is a garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. Uh, let's get to our next guest here, shall we? I'm excited to have him on. So we talked to the other co-author of this book just a couple months ago, but I'm excited to have the other author of the book on the program. As he is the co-author of The Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies, to prepare your life and soul for the end times. Excited to have on the program Troy Anderson with us here. Troy, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm uh, great, Andy. It's great, great to be on your show. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. I appreciate it very much. It is a changing time for sure as we have a transition in administrations at the federal level. We have a little bit of a transition, I think, when it comes to mentality, maybe politically or philosophy or spiritually. Where are we at in your mind with the nation right now? And are we getting close to a quote-unquote end of times, per se? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, as everybody has seen over the last year, the you know, essentially the world has completely changed. We're now living in a sort of a completely different world. And uh, when my co-author, uh, retired uh, U.S. Army Chaplain and Colonel David Giamona, he got a hold of me in early 2018, 
And at the time, the, the book was called, uh, the book he was working on was called The Making of a Warrior. And he had been praying, you know, asking God, you know, how, how, what should I do? I've written this, you know, partially written this book. How do I get this published? And and he, he found me and we started talking. And uh, and he, and uh, I just recalled these, these polls, these Gallup polls that said like 70 to 80% of Americans highly respect the military. Uh, you know, it's much lower, like media is down there, like 10, 20%. And um, and so I thought to myself, if America listened to anybody about sort of the dangers we're facing, they'll listen to a U.S. Army chaplain and colonel. So I agreed to help him uh, write this book, and eventually became the military guide to Armageddon. And I remember him telling me, and this was like you know middle of uh, 2018, that uh, supposedly God had told him that by the time this book came out, it would be a completely different world. And this was well before COVID-19, the pandemic, the lockdowns, the mm-hmm. this change in administration, and all these things we've seen. So um, it, yeah, that, that's sort of you know, we're in a, a, a different uh, different atmosphere t- today than we were a few years back. Yeah, we definitely are. I mean, and I guess his message was right on that front, that it's a totally different time than what it was when he actually started, when you guys started writing this book. You mentioned the media and the lack of trust. I mean, I know spiritually, religious speaking, that a lot of people will not be able to see truth at the end of times, whenever that may be. Uh, which we're kind of seeing right now. We have, as you mentioned, a low trust in mainstream media. We have a low trust in really what anybody says. You can't verify or trust anything on social media. Now you have to have the censors and the blocking of social media because the quote-unquote independent fact-checkers don't like what you have to say. Is there a way to get people back to actually understand what common sense is and what truth actually is and make people actually realize what the heck's going on in the world right now? Or are we so far gone that we could hear one thing on a 15-second campaign ad and then them do something completely different, and people be like, oh, yeah, that's totally cool? You know, I've been a journalist for three decades, and I've never seen a time when there's so much, you know, sort of you know what former President Trump called fake news, misinformation, disinformation, propaganda, brainwashing, and I mean, the whole the whole. Show, you know, kit and caboodle is, is before us now. And, you know, the Bible actually said that there would be a time of great deception and, and deceit, you know, as we move into this end time period. And, and we certainly see that happening, but, but, but I, I don't think we're beyond hope. You know, I, I have a great, you know, uh, trust and admiration in the American people and our ability to, even when we hit low points, like if you look back in history in the, you know, revolutionary war, it looked like they're going to lose. And then, you know, Abraham or George Washington prayed to God and, and somehow the, the colonial forces beat the British Empire and Civil War. Same thing. Uh, Abraham Lincoln looked like they were going to lose. He prayed to God. They, they turned back to God. And then somehow they, you know, the, the nation was restored. American African-Americans were freed. And and look at World War II. I mean, it looked like Nazi Germany was going to take over the planet. And somehow, uh, you know, God intervened in that, I believe, and, and uh, saved uh you know, save the world. So um, we're at a very crisis point in time, but, uh, you know, I, I believe that uh, it's at points like this when Americans sort of pull themselves up by their bootstraps and do what's right. And that's that's why we wrote this book. We want to encourage and inspire people to, to do what's right here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we need to, and we've always prevailed like that, as you mentioned. I mean, there are still some enough in the nation that when times get tough, we rise up and we actually meet the challenge, and that's what we've done throughout history. We're talking with Troy Anderson, author of the book Military Guide to Armageddon. You can find him on Twitter at Troy M. Anderson, if you can still be on Twitter and they don't try to ban you or shut you down. Let's talk about some of those steps. Uh, The best test, the battle-tested strategies to prepare your life and soul for the end times. What can we do? What are the steps that we can take to be battle-tested ready to be prepared for whatever may come down the road because I have a feeling the next couple of years could be very difficult, especially in this country. 
Yeah, there's, there's great concerns that we could be entering into a, a difficult period of time. So, so in, in in the military, they have what's called the baking of a warrior process. What the colonel, you know, he spent three decades in the army. He takes you through the, the what's called the making of a warrior process, sort of this process of transforming a, a civilian into a soldier who can fight in battles. And then we translate that into spiritual warfare terms. So the, but the book, each chapter has action steps, you know, things to do, and it, it takes you through this process of being transformed into essentially a warrior of God. You know, when you're a kid, if you went to Sunday school, you may have heard about being a soldier of Christ. And, you know, the Bible's full of military terminology, it refers to God as the Lord God of armies. It talks about the angels being organized in a military structure. It talks about putting on the full armor of God, that kind of thing. So the so the book translates this, this all into you know sort of spiritual warfare terms: how to be successful in life, how to be victorious in all the different battles we face, and you know how to walk in the supernatural power of God. So that's that's sort of the the point of the book. It's really important to do. I mean, to have that faith and to have that uh, th- that foundation, I guess, for the personal individual. Now, and I've asked this question before to other guests, but. I've seen studies that as government size grows, the size of the federal government grows, that there are less religious individuals in the society because they end up leaning more towards the government to do something, to save us, to fix the issue, to take care of the issue. They lean more towards on the government to resolve the issues as opposed to leaning towards their faith and figuring out to do it themselves. I mean, we have a leader now, I mean, just to poke fun a little bit at him. And if we do, and I'm sure we can, we can proclaim the palmist, with the palmist who wrote these following words, the Lord is my strength and my shield. So, I mean, someone who's a very articulate religious individual, apparently, is leading this country now. Uh, is it something that we need to rely upon to have society do it, uh, leaning more towards religion and faith? Or is it something we just have to figure out how to do ourselves? Well, well, you know, I, I think this is the the great sort of the, the great you know, battle that's going on is are we going to you know is America are Americans going to put their faith and trust in God like we have you know many, many Americans have for for centuries or are we going to you know move towards this more you know socialist more putting faith in government to take care of our problems and that kind of thing but, you know as a, as a journalist I'm an investigative journalist I spent my life investigating you know government government corruption and uh, mistakes and all the problems with, with human government. And I, I would not put my faith in government after spending three decades, you know, exploring government. So I, I think that's the that's a mistake that, you know, a lot of people are making is trying to put our trust in government and instead of God. You know, the the Bible is an absolutely amazing book. If you if you truly study it, you know, essentially God intervenes in human affairs when we pray, when we read the Bible, when we draw close to God and he takes all these sort of regular guys, these these heroes in the Bible, just sort of regular figures, and uses them in amazing supernatural ways. So, so I think if we if we put our trust in God and in, in, in our faith and rely on God, then that'll take us through you know whatever challenges are ahead much better than putting our faith in you know socialism or or whatever prevalent system that the government's you know proposing at the moment. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, man is I mean imperfect. That's that's what any religion says that man is imperfect, which you always try to strive to become perfect in some way, shape, or form. But we're always going to be imperfect. So any form of government created by man is going to be imperfect to some degree. Luckily, we have a system that kind of limits, supposed to be at least, to limit those powers of government so that way they don't get too powerful and control our everyday life. So we have the ability to kind of go and roam freely and do our own spiritual thing, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, this is the amazing thing about America. You know, when the when the Pilgrims came here, and later later our founding fathers, you know, it was primarily because they wanted to have a, a, a society where they could freely practice religion and have these freedoms that uh, that you know God gives us. 
And uh, so, you know, America has been very prosperous, very successful country. You know, of course, there's you know many problems, many issues, but by and large, you know, I, I believe God has used America to you know spread the good news, spread you know Judeo-Christian values around the world for four centuries. But now all this is changing now with this 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 uh, you know this, this push towards the socialism and government is utopia and this kind of thinking. Uh, so we're, we're we're in danger, and that's going to be one of the key challenges in the next few years: is how much of our religious freedoms are, are we going to lose, and other freedoms that are you know embodied in the Declaration of Independence and our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And so that's that's one of the great challenges going forward, and and what what you know many people are concerned about now. Yeah, absolutely. We got about forty five seconds before we got to let you go. But last question is: Do you think that we can still get back to our roots, or do you think that it? I mean, obviously it's going to be a long haul, but are we too far gone? Are too many people leaning towards the government? Is socialism taking hold too far? Or as you mentioned, is there still going to be that great saving, that great awakening to where people can actually come back? Well, that, that that's one of our hopes. Is that uh, you know, in, in my last book, Trumpocalypse, we called for a national day of repentance. There hadn't been one since Abraham Lincoln was president, a friend of ours started, you know, networking with everybody and actually went forward. The return happened September 26, 100,000 people showed up in Washington, D.C., millions watched it online, 250,000 made decisions for Christ. Greg Laurie just last week said 150,000 people gave their lives to the Lord via his harvest ministry over the last year. So, so we're seeing signs that people are turning back to God. Pew said one in, uh, three in ten Americans are drawing close to God in this pandemic. So I, I believe there's hope. I believe there's there's, uh, there's good signs of home, but uh, the, the ball's in our court. God's watching very closely what we're doing, and, and that do we will decide our fate here. we got to do it. Troy Anderson, co-author of The Military Guide to Armageddon. Visit him online at battle-ready.org. Troy, we appreciate the time very much, my friend. We'll have to do it again here real soon. Got to take a break. Wrap up the show today on a no Tuesday. Stay here. Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. The fastest hour of radio on radio. By far, your millennial ge- uh, general. That's what I am. Yeah, the millennial general reporting for duty each and every day. That's <laughs> what we love. Welcome back into the program. Wrapping up, thanks again to Troy Anderson coming on the program. Great conversation. We talked to the other author of the book. We talked with Troy today, and it's a focus. It's funny how politics and religion kind of cross and blend in a lot. Uh, just how we live our lives on a daily basis. So you need to be prepared one way or the other, both politically and spiritually, in my humble opinion. what Now, again, I'm one of those to where you can believe in whatever religion that you want to, and I don't really care. I have my religious faith, and I'm going to stick with my religious faith. And I am enthralled by learning about other faiths and mythologies and different things because I love to understand different cultures. And I'm a very open-minded, cultural kind of guy. But I have my faith, and I'm going to stick with that. And as long at the end of the day, really, as long as you're religious or faithful and spiritual in some degree, then like usually you're going to be relatively happy or you're going to at least have some guidance or purpose in life. Those I, I've never understood those that are just like atheists and don't believe in anything, because then what's the point? Like, how is life even relevant? Even if you just take the most basic level of religion or spirituality and you're like, hey, there's a purpose there. There's something else going on than just what you see in front of you. Then, you know, that just piques your mind and in your interest. And, oh, by the way, I am one of those crazy wild thinkers that thinks that, like, science and religion go together. They're not just separate and one, you know, discredits the other one in any way, shape or form. I think one helps explain the other one and that they're used to to coincide in parallel with one another. So that's just my personal opinion. You can agree or disagree however you'd like to do so. Let's get into for the last little few minutes here on what's trending for the day. What do you say? What's trending today? So outside of Jeff Bezos, that was kind of some interesting news. Here's another big one. Joe Biden is now set to divert $30 billion, with a B, $30 billion in aid that Trump left for farmers in the agriculture industry to climate change. And he's not doing it without uh, with Congress. He's doing it by executive order. So not only are we trying to kill jobs with the Keystone Pipeline and the energy market, we're also going to be killing jobs and small businesses when it comes to farmers. Because, you know, farmers that are struggling during the whole trade wars that are going on and during the COVID-19 stuff where they can't get help and just the, you know, especially like cattle farmers. Now, look, I'm in Kansas. I know not everybody's in Kansas, obviously, that listen to this program. And thank you for that. But I'm in Kansas. There's a lot of cattle farms. The cattle farms were backed up with the slaughter plants because the slaughter plants were shut down because the meat packing plants had COVID spread in them and the workers couldn't actually go to work. So they were backed up on the meat packing which caused prices of meat to go up. It was a very crazy, wild thing, and it's been a big focus here in the state of Kansas and really the Mid-America region for a while. So, you know, that money to go towards the egg industry to help out with the trade war stuff, with the inflation, with the trade internationally, with the meatpacking plants, with COVID help, all that's going to go away by $30 billion, according to President Joe Biden, because we need to apply it towards climate change. Yeah, climate change. So 
there's that. Now, not just climate change, but he wants to apply it in a different way of agriculture to climate change. According to thegatewaypundit.com, Joe Biden wants to create a plan to create a, quote, carbon bank to pay farmers for using sustainable farming practices and to capture carbon in the soil. Now, I've told you before that there's a distinct unified message between all of his executive orders, and that is climate change. He's going Green New Deal style while he says he's not supporting the Green New Deal. That's exactly what he's been doing. He wants the Green New Deal to happen. He wants environmentalism to happen. He wants the high regulations to happen. He wants the government control to happen. And he's doing it through the nice green movement of we're here to save the planet. Why don't you agree with us? If you don't, then you hate Mother Earth. So now he wants to create the carbon bank where farmers are already struggling. You can't purchase any equipment. It's extremely expensive to get the resources, to even get the grain, or to get the livestock you need to actually grow. The out end of it, after you purchase all the food and all the you know uh, pesticides and all the farming equipment and all the tractors and the land and everything, it's extremely expensive. You don't make a lot of money on the tail end of it because prices are so far down because there's not as much of a high demand, and it's all over the place, and it's a very uh, cutthroat market. So now he wants to say, oh, by the way, you need to create... Uh, a carbon bank for you to invest in environmental stuff on your farm to put carbon back into the soil. Now, there is a very simple way to put carbon back into the soil just by, I'm not an ag guy by any way, shape, or form, but just by experiencing and witnessing what goes on in the ag industry, and that is to actually just grow hemp, which many states are starting to do, like the non-marijuana stuff, the non-pot stuff that has THC, just hemp. And that apparently puts a lot of carbon back into the soil, which I guess is very good to make nutritional things and in in replenish the nutrients back into the soil. So that's a good thing. But now we need to spend $30, trillion or $30 billion to tell farmers to do that and incentivize them to do that when you could just say, make money growing a new product by growing hemp. What a crazy wild concept. That is for us today. Podcast going up a little bit. We have a lot of great guests all this week. Make sure to stay tuned in. Until then, be your own voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a great Tuesday evening. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.